Hi, welcome back to the Casual Crew. Today it's Fletcher giving you a little rundown on what's been happening in college football the past few weeks, giving some insight on what I think of the new playoff poll, giving some of what I view as the Heisman favorites, and then talking about uh, a few playoff scenarios that I fear could happen based on what I've been seeing so far and how that could cause some chaos. So let's get into it. Welcome back to the casual crew. Today I'll be talking about college football. I haven't done that since week six, and that was on the blog. Um, It's good to be back on the podcast a little bit talking about college football just recently had an nfl episode up with ricky so go check that out if you haven't already but i'll be getting into some of the things that we missed um over the past few weeks that i haven't um posted anything about um and my apologies on that just been a little busy with the broken arm and just kind of moving around but a few things that have happened since um, we got that OU Texas game, which was awesome. OU ends up winning, and then they have a close game against UCF, and then end up losing to Kansas and um, Oklahoma State, which is I love. First off, one because I'm going to miss rivalries with all this conference conference realignment because that game we're no longer going to get anymore Oklahoma didn't want to renew it so I think it's kind of a big middle finger from OSU and I love it because I don't like the conference realignment at all I anyways you know I I could talk about it forever one of the biggest reasons I don't like the conference realignment is the fact that we're no longer going to get some of these rivalry games which is pretty sucky, to be honest, because I love, you know, the rivalry. You know, you get OU, Oklahoma State. We're no longer going to get, like, Washington, Washington State. Hopefully we do, but, you know, it's just, like, some of these things where it's, like, in-state rivalry, we just, like, don't get anymore. And, I don't know, it's kind of a shame because I think that is, like, what makes college so fun is, like, Comparing it to NFL, you get these NFL teams with, like, the Packers, Lions, who are big rivals, but, you know, they're just not even in the same state, Um, which they're bordering states, and it's still, like, a big deal and stuff, but I just think it's cool that you can be in the same state, have this big rivalry, and, you know, have have it be such a big deal. Um. But moving on, we had, like I was saying, OU was struggling mightily, um, at least as of recently. We had Penn State lose to Ohio State in kind of a snooze fest game. Luckily for Ohio State, they have Marvin Harrison Jr. Because it was kind of a game of just zero offense, a ton of defense. If you love defensive games, just watch that game. I don't mind defensive games. I respect them, but my goodness, was it like 
poor quarterback play too, not just like good defense. It was like poor quarterback play too, which was super rough to see. Um, we have Alabama beating LSU, who Alabama looks like they're hitting their stride, which for the rest of the country is not good, especially because, I don't know, they're going to win out maybe, and then all of a sudden we have to put Bama in the playoff again, and it's going to piss everyone off. But, you know, besides the point, um, we have Louisville, who keeps climbing, even with the bad loss to um, Pitt, which was a horrible loss. They still keep climbing. Um, pretty much other than that, though, there aren't like a few big things. Uh, USC actually just is totally out of um, the just like playoff contention, just everything. They might, USC might go, I don't know. They might end up with, they could go like seven and five or something, which is kind of sad because Caleb Williams deserves way more. Luckily, they fired their defensive coordinator, uh, so that should help a little bit, but they just don't look good. Um, I, I'm worried that they're too far gone in the season to really like make any big adjustments, you know, um, but yeah, Caleb, Caleb Williams deserves better. Um, so that's kind of some of the big, some of the big headlines. Pretty much any other team that I didn't mention has either kept winning or, you know, just hasn't really made big enough of an impact to be notable. Excuse me. Um, with that being said, though, we recently got the college football playoff rankings. And I'm going to go off of week 10s because that's the most recent one we have tomorrow because I'm recording on Monday. Tomorrow night we'll get the the new week 11 one. And to be honest, I don't think we're going to see really a whole lot of movement. OU is in the top 10, but they lost. Um, LSU was 14. They lost again. Um other than that, though, like maybe Texas falls a little bit. Um, I could maybe see Alabama jumping Oregon. Uh, but, you know, really, really we're not going to see too much. Could see maybe Louisville, like Louisville will be, you know, top 12, which is crazy. Um, but we'll probably see Oklahoma State make a big jump. We'll probably see. Uh, that's probably the only other big change, actually. Notre Dame actually lost their third game. Uh, so they'll fall maybe out of it. We'll see, though. Kind of a ugly loss to Clemson. So they might fall out of the rankings. But regardless, um, I'm just going to give my thoughts on it. Uh, right now we have... Ohio State at number one, Georgia two, Michigan three, Florida State four, and then Washington five. The only reason I mentioned those teams is because they're the undefeated teams and probably the biggest ones for the playoff because the rankings are important, you know, but you really like playing for the playoff. And um, I was kind of upset at first um, because to me, Ohio State has not looked like the number one team. 
um, they have won just, I don't know, just not good games convincingly to me. But um, with that being said, I see where the committee's coming from. Um, Michigan hasn't played anybody. They have a horrible strength of schedule. Georgia's is barely better. Georgia did just beat Missouri last week, so that'll probably change quite a bit. But um, my big gripe with, um, like, Ohio State being one is Florida State isn't two. If you're going to put Ohio State one, I think you need to put Florida State two because um, Florida State's strength of schedule is better than both Georgia and Michigan's. They've had a few, like, ugly wins, especially their win against Boston College, where maybe they shouldn't won if Boston College didn't know how to commit a penalty because Boston College had 150 yards of penalty yards. That's obviously not going to win you a game, especially against Florida State. But Florida State also has some big wins, and they're, you know, they look great still. Uh, They have the LSU win. They have the Duke win, and they looked pretty solid against Duke. Duke is a very scrappy team, but Florida State was kind of just handling every punch they took. They have, you know, the Clemson win, which isn't quite impressive, and it was in OT, but Clemson still, like, has five stars all over the place. They're a team that can beat you pretty much any week. It's just they're struggling this year. Um. But I just think, like, if you're going to put Ohio State 1, you have to put Florida State 2. And then I can see, like, the rest of it with Georgia 3, Michigan 4, and then Washington 5. The only reason Washington isn't getting enough credit is because pretty much since they're, like, they went 4-0, and then since then they have been struggling against very winnable teams like a 15-7 game against Arizona State where, you know, when they have one of the best offenses in the country and one of the best offenses in the Pac-12, they should not be putting up 15 points against Arizona State. And, you know, they have the Oregon win, which is big. They just beat USC where Michael Penix had a great game. That was an awesome game to watch. They still just like need to figure out like they just play down to teams and I think you know that could that could hurt them especially like giving a bad team too much hope I think they got past maybe some of those games because if they stay on this trend where they play well against good teams they should be fine because they play Utah and Oregon State those are going to be tough games they get Utah at home which I think will be the difference maker if they were playing um, in Salt Lake, I think Utah might be able to pull off an upset. But Washington being at home, they're insanely good. We also have them playing at Oregon State. And I think this is maybe if they do lose a game, they lose it here. Oregon State, you know, even with their two losses, they're still a very solid team. I. I don't know. I think I just think they're scrappy enough to pull out a win. DJ DJU. I'm gonna butcher his name, so I hope hopefully you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about their quarterback. Um 
I think just his veteran leadership with this already scrappy, solid Oregon State team has so much potential to upset upset Washington. But regardless, um, I pretty much agree with the rest of the rankings. Um, I would say I disagreed with like 19 through 25, but kind of this past week proved it. I thought Air Force should have been higher. They're undefeated, especially teams with like USC, who's mightily struggling. Oklahoma State, Kansas State were looking good, but I didn't think they deserved to be over at undefeated team, especially with two losses. Well, you know, that was proven wrong. Oklahoma State beat Oklahoma. Kansas State played Texas very close. Um, Air Force ended up losing. Um, USC, I was kind of right about. They're just struggling pretty bad right now. Uh, UCLA also lost, so that'll kind of shake things up. I wonder if they keep UCLA in in, because we're going to start seeing some three-loss teams um, back in the rankings, which is going to be weird, especially because they can't rank James Madison, who's also undefeated. I doubt they end up even ranking Liberty unless Liberty goes 12-0, and and Liberty will maybe catch the 20s at that point. They're just, again, like I was saying earlier, valuing strength of schedule, and um, Liberty just doesn't have that. James Madison can't even be ranked because they just moved from FCS to FBS but have been dominating F- FBS since they've joined. They almost need to switch conferences at this point because they're just so much farther ahead than a lot of teams, which is kind of wild to say because what we've seen so far from Sam Houston State, who is a very dominant FCS team. What we've seen from Sam Houston State, who's a very dominant FCS team, they ended up, you know, that they haven't won a game all year, probably won't. Um, they've had some close games. They had a random close game against BYU. Uh, so I was, I thought they were kind of legit. Turns out they're just not. I And I don't think it's because they're bad by any means. I think it's just going to take them some time to get to FBS level just with the size and athletic ability that the FBS has even in the lower conferences. But, um, yeah, I think we'll see uh, a few uh, Mountain West teams. Uh, We'll probably see North Carolina back in the rankings. I think we will see, like, Fresno State um, up there. Um, So, yeah, we're going to... We're going to see some some changes to it, but we will start seeing three lost teams back in there, maybe some one lost, two lost teams from smaller conferences. But again, based on what I'm seeing, they're heavily valuing um, the strength of schedule. So, you know, until some of those teams play better teams in their conferences, we probably won't end up seeing those teams ranked. But you know, the tail end of it again doesn't really matter because the playoff is what's really important. So, I, uh, yeah, I think that's where we're at. Um, I want to jump into some of the better players that have been playing this year. 
And I think we're at um we're at kind of three players in my opinion that I think have separated themselves. Right now we have JJ McCarthy who's leading the Heisman favorites in some sports betting books, which I think is completely ridiculous. That would be an atrocity if he won. And that is not to say JJ McCarthy is bad. Come on, dude. We cannot do this. He's had such like a statistically mediocre year, and you can argue, oh, well, they've been up a lot. He hasn't been playing all those games, like the whole games, which, true, sure, but they haven't been playing anybody. As we've seen, the committee does not value them as a team, even though they're winning and winning, you know, by solid margins, which I totally agree with. On top of that, you know, you have the sign stealing controversy. I just, like, I don't know how you can reward this team like that. Like, if they win games, whatever, I guess, to this point. But, like, I do not want to give individual stats again for cheaters like we did in the MLB. Jose Altuve should not have his MVP. Although Jose Altuve is, like, a stud. I just, if you were, like, cheating and increasing your statistical stuff, you know, I just don't. I don't think that's fair, but I'm not going to hold too much against J.J. McCarthy because we haven't gotten all the details yet, um, you know, to what we know now, the all we allegedly know is that uh, Jim Harbaugh doesn't know anything, and we need to base everything off of what we know currently and what is alleged, you know. But I, again, I disagree with him being high up there. Um, Jaden Daniels is high up there, which is crazy to me. Not because I disagree with it, but because they never value players that aren't winning games. And LSU, you know, is very solid, but they just lost their third game of the year. I would be shocked if they gave it to him, because we never see that. Although I do think he's probably playing the best out of everyone, so I don't think that's necessarily wrong. I would be shocked. Like, there's so many. It would kind of, like, bug me a little bit because there are so many players that we never even... And the Heisman, by definition, is the most outstanding player in college football. So, like, that's pretty much the best. The best not like the MVP, it's not an MVP trophy, it's the best player in college football, which I feel like just never goes to actually the best, especially if they're going off like winning, like, yeah, you know, the best player should help his team win games, but like, you know, as we all know, football is a team sport, an individual can affect the outcome of a game, but he's not going to win them games as we've seen from Caleb Williams this year. Caleb Williams should probably be in the top three because um, he's playing insane again this year, but they're not winning games. Just feels weird to me. I don't hate it, but I just think they like need to maybe figure out like what they want to do with that. But anyways, regardless, um, we have... You know, I think Jaden Daniels should be leading because, you know, you watch him play and you're like, wow, this dude is freaking insane. I really hope he didn't get injured severely bad. 
against Alabama, but I think it was only concussion. Not that that's good, um, but I just think that I was like worried that he could miss severe time, could just miss a week or two. But um, so I like Jaden Daniels as one. Um, my other quarterback is Michael Penix. Um, I think he's just been playing. It, like statistically, he leads pretty much every quarterback stat by a wide margin, and um, I will say, I kind of think that's impressive because um, he is playing for a Power Five school, and there are people on Power Five schools that typically do really well, um, but we never see them like lead statistically in most quarterback stats. You see it maybe wide receiver because they have, you know, a better team around them or they're the number one guy. But typically you see like some of these like lower um, mid-major schools have a quarterback who's like throwing for like 7,000 yards. And you're like, wow, you know, that's insane. But again, on the competition level and stuff, they're like, oh, well, you know, competition's different. They're also not winning as many games. So blah, blah, blah. I like Michael Penix. He's also played just insane. Um, he's had a few bad games, like the Arizona State game. Like I mentioned, they should have won that by a lot. That should have been one where he puts up just insane stats and then doesn't even play the second half. But regardless, still think he should be in the top three. And then my um, third one is Marvin Harrison Jr., and I think, honestly, if we're, again, if we're giving it to the most outstanding, I do think it probably should be him because I do not, I think Ohio State could have, like, two losses this year so far if they don't have Marvin Harrison Jr. Uh, Ohio State's defense has been amazing this year, but Marvin Harrison is Kyle McCord's go-to guy. And pretty much, like, Kyle McCord, like, they'll, Marvin Harrison will have a few games where Marvin Harrison just doesn't have a touch. And I'm pretty sure they're in the locker room like, Kyle, bro, you got to throw the ball to this guy. You got to make it happen. However however you need to, you got to make it happen. Which, you know, I think is is pretty valid. I can't can't lie. But with that being said, um, I think those are kind of my top three right now. Um, that could change again with the season. One thing that's been kind of disappointing is I feel like in recent years we haven't had players like have their Heisman moment, um, which is like, I don't know, you can you can maybe argue some team or some players in past years have had their Heisman moment, but I just remember when like Johnny Manziel had that game against Alabama and it felt like he already won the Heisman. Like no matter what happened the rest of the season, he was still going to win the Heisman. I just feel like we haven't like gotten that from any player. Um, we're seeing um, Oklahoma State's running back kind of do that, which um, is awesome. Um, Ollie Gordon, the second, he's had pretty much back-to-back games where he's had like 200 yards. He's just playing insane lately. Um, yeah, here are his last five game stats. 137, 271, 282, 168, and 136. 
plus like two touchdown game, two touchdown game, four touchdown game, and then uh, a pair of single touchdown games. Like, dude is kind of having his Heisman moment, and I think if Oklahoma State keeps winning, uh, he could easily be a finalist. But um, I don't know. I do think uh, this Michigan-Ohio State game will be a big indicator on I like I really think if Marvin Harrison if Ohio State wins this game and Marvin Harrison plays um really well I think that's probably his Heisman moment um like last year or not last year 2 years ago it felt like we had one when Kenneth Walker had five touchdowns against Michigan unfortunately he wasn't a finalist that was horrible. I couldn't believe he wasn't a finalist, but I feel like we've just been lacking that singular moment, and I would love to see it here soon because, like I said, I don't feel like we've really had that. And um, I think to like kind of maybe play devil's advocate on what I was saying earlier with the teams losing, like when you lose, you kind of don't have that Heisman moment. You know, you kind of like need to win to be like, oh, you know, this guy was a big determining factor. And I think that's where like Jaden Daniels doesn't um, have it because they lost to Alabama. He got injured or he was playing exceptional, got injured um, and, you know, obviously couldn't finish out the game. If they made a comeback, maybe that would have been like his moment. And I really think he would have been leading the Heisman. Uh, more than he kind of already is, but um, yeah, that's just kind of, kind of where I stand with that. But again, it'll change, you know, weekly. Um, especially how players play, how teams play, how everything goes. But moving on to kind of the final topic I want to talk about going into this, and that is um a few playoff scenarios. And uh, like I said, we're going to get the rankings on Tuesday. I don't think much is going to change because of what we have already seen with everything. But um, like I was bringing up earlier, this Ohio State-Michigan game is going to be big because I honestly think, like, just based on how I'm viewing this year, right, like I was saying, we have Texas, Alabama, who have very winnable schedules the rest of the year and then can play in their conference championship. The bigger one is that if Alabama wins and Texas wins, Texas has that head-to-head. But if we're assuming Georgia wins out and Alabama plays Georgia, and say Alabama wins the SEC, Texas wins the SEC, or the, excuse me, the Big 12, then we have this game, or this this scenario, where we pretty much have to push Georgia out, or, I don't know, we have kind of this three-way tie, where Texas beat Alabama, but Alabama beat Georgia, and then all of a sudden you have possibly one or two more spots to fill. And that's going to be extremely difficult. That sounds like a nightmare to pick from because I don't know. I don't know how we pick it. Um, I don't know. Because in my mind right now, I would have to go 
Alabama because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um because the the age old debate is like who's more deserving and who like would would actually make a bigger impact in the playoff. And that's like the whole case for like Cincinnati who, you know, go ends up going in the playoff but then loses pretty badly. Um I just think it puts us that would put us in a weird situation. I think um another one uh I don't know. Bama winning out would be crazy, but we could have a situation where we have like three teams potentially going for that, you know, last two spots or even one spot. Especially assuming like everyone kind of wins out. Obviously, Michigan, Ohio State, one of them will lose. I think Florida State can win out. Um, Washington, Oregon could be a big one because if Oregon ends up beating Washington, then they're, you know, tied on a one to one scale and uh, it could push out the Pac 12, especially if like teams like. Texas went out or Alabama wins out like that would that would kind of just eliminate everything but I really I would say out of all the teams that we have so far we have one through eight who are still like in playoff contention and going into you know week 11 that is a lot of um teams to have still vying for that spot a lot of them will have to play each other such as like georgia alabama probably um oregon washington if they both win out and play in the pac-12 championship obviously michigan ohio state i think the big thing with michigan and ohio state that's going to make things tricky is they don't play in the conference championship they play sorry excuse my crazy wild dogs they cannot be tamed. Anyways, um, I think what makes uh, Ohio State, Michigan tricky is the fact that they have to play each other before the conference championship. So the winner of that will, I mean, assuming they win the other two games coming into that, because Michigan does play Penn State, which could complicate things for Michigan at least. Um, but um you have this you have this uh situation where you know the winner of that will play in the Big 10 championship they'll play like a nobody team from the Big 10 West and you know that's unfortunate to say cuz Nebraska's in the Big 10 West and it could be Nebraska who knows Nebraska has a weird path to still make the Big 10 championship regardless though um it's uh it's just, I don't know, it's going to be weird. And, um, you know, I think I think the tricky one is when Alabama and Texas both went out, assuming they will, and then they're in their conference championship against Georgia and let's just say Oklahoma State for now, which Oklahoma State maybe by that time will be a top 10 team or at least top 15 if they're not going to be top 15 already. And it's going to, it's just going to, 
make make the year crazy and we'll who knows what will happen but we'll we'll get something wild and crazy and i'll be ready to talk about it when it comes so thank you for thank you for tuning in i'll be getting some college football stuff in hopefully on time i'm gonna be in nebraska actually next week so i won't be able to uh fully give anything for probably another week possibly two weeks but again by then we'll be going into the final week which could be an exciting week to talk about some of the big games and um what has happened since then so i'm excited to talk about it when it comes around i will be giving an nba episode and some early season predictions because uh you know need to keep up with all the sports it's that time of the year with every little sport going on so i gotta keep up but yeah thanks for tuning in see you guys next time